Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. At State Farm, we're committed to uplifting black futures. In collaboration with organizations like 100 Black Men and National Urban League, State Farm provides high school students with the opportunity to learn and apply best practice strategies for saving and investing, all while offering academic support, life skills, and exposure to college access programs to prepare these students for life after high school. Check out 100blackmen.org and nul.org to donate and learn more. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. What's up, y'all? It's your boy David with Blackwell Renaissance, and I'm here today to tell you guys about Anchor. If you haven't heard of Anchor, it's the best place to make a podcast. Anchor is a free app that has creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast straight from your phone. Anchor also distributes your podcast across all major platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many others. You can also make money on your podcast with Anchor with no minimum listenership. Anchor is everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So if you're looking to get started on your own podcast, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm. Welcome to the Black Wealth Renaissance Podcast, the podcast dedicated to normalizing black wealth and sharing helpful tools and resources that we believe will be useful for attaining and maintaining generational wealth. I am your host, David Bellard. Welcome to episode one of the Black Wealth Renaissance Podcast. Thank y'all for tuning in, and we hope y'all enjoy. What's good, guys? What's up? What's up? What's good? How y'all boys feeling? Oh, we doing good. We doing good, man. Bless my brother. Just another good old Saturday afternoon, chopping it up with the dudes. So, today, we're going to talk about brick and mortar stores, which we call them the new fossils, and things change when you grow up. Let's get into it. So, with this brick and mortar stores, guys, man, we might need to uh, educate some people if they don't know, but a lot of brick and mortar stores are closing down. Like, yeah, lot- yeah, we actually made a post about it. Um, that was a while back. Uh, kind of listed off some of the stores that were closing, like Sears, uh, Charlotte Russe. Yeah, uh, that's the newest one, ladies. If y'all didn't Payless. know. Charlie Russo is having a big blowout set, or y'all can get y'all some rumpers and all that good stuff. It's called liquidation, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Everything must go. Yeah. But uh, Payless, Kmart, run? Radio yeah, Shack. Is another big one. That's crazy. Yeah, man. Oh. I remember being a child, man, going into Toys R Us. I was like, I want everything. <laughs> Bro, you know what's crazy? I've never been in Toys R Us. What? Yeah, yeah, bro. It's crazy. My mama, my mama didn't show me that love, bro. They brought me aside because they knew the type of kid I was. They knew I was gonna want it. 
Yeah, it is tough. But no, really, the real thing is we don't really want to talk just about the fact that these stores are closed, but more so like why, why? these stores are closing. Even like, it's not even that just these stores are closing. It's more so the general trend that store locations are closing down. Because even bigger stores that are still doing well and successful, like uh, Walmart, Walmart recently closed in Lafayette, where we are. Like, they just closed one of them. Yeah. Uh, they got stores like Kohl's and JCPenney, which are shutting down stores in, in favor of smaller locations. And all that, we really want to talk about that because it plays into the idea that the brick and mortar store is dying off. It's starting to become obsolete. It's becoming obsolete. Too much overhead. Yep. Way too much overhead. And, and it's because of stores like Amazon and eBay and Groupon and stuff like that. Harder to compete with. It's harder to compete with, especially like stores like Amazon, because, you know, a couple, was it a year or two? back they uh they bought our whole foods and the reason they bought them out really was just to gather data and to see how the trends of people buying different groceries and and now they have damn near same day delivery where you can order and then later on in the day your whole grocery your grocery list will be at your door your front step in the same day that's that to me that's crazy to think about how reason why people don't go even go to Walmart anymore is because half the time you don't want to deal with the customers or you don't want to deal with the employees. So now you don't have to do the long lines either. The long lines only have one machine open and everything. So on register, it, it, it eliminates all that. And you can just do it all online. Amazon is killing a lot, a lot of people, a lot of businesses because of that. Hey, how, how many uh, of those vans did you say they purchased? Man, they bought like 20,000 vans, I believe. Mercedes vans. And that was for the same day deliveries. Them Sprinter vans? No Sprinter vans. I had seen oh, them man. all over. I just randomly seen them all over. And I said, well, that's interesting. I've never seen an Amazon van. But I had happened to Google it. And that's why they bought them. They bought them for the same day delivery. Same. They applying pressure, man. Especially the Walmart, bro. Yeah, they're making Walmart change the game. Yeah, because now uh, Walmart has that online shopping and stuff. Yeah, but it's really cool to watch play out because Walmart they're steady trying to compete and trying to make sure they they keep their doors open. While you know other places they they're closing because they they're not adapting to the times that's coming up. Exactly. That's that's something that I definitely want to look at and like talk about. So we could talk about. Really, we could go with Kmart and Sears. Perfect examples of why businesses fail. They refuse to adapt and update to the things that's going on. At one point, Kmart was one of the largest stores in America. It was right up there with the big three. Walmart, Kmart, Target. Well, Kmart isn't around anymore. Yeah. And that's because Kmart failed to get with the time. Whenever everybody started changing over their registers to more efficient things and moving to different processes to speed up things and automate processes that really weren't needed. Kmart stayed with the same old clunky processors. They kept the same refrigerators. They kept everything the same. They didn't grow. They just decided to stay the same. And you can see what the effect of that is. It's like, you ever heard of Kmart.com? You heard of Kmart.com? No. 
but I know Walmart.com. I know Target.com. They talked about it on TV. I, I can't remember the last time I seen a Kmart ad. I mean, we were only 24, and it was hot in the 90s when we were born. Do you, do you Have you ever been to a Kmart? Yeah, I've been to a Kmart. What about you, Kelly? Jerry? Yeah, I've, I've been to a Kmart when I was younger, a lot younger, man. They, they closed all the locations in the DFW area about 10 years ago, 8 to 10 years ago. Lafayette used to have one, but they they been closed. I remember my uncle used to work there, but I don't remember ever actually going to Kmart. But really, that's just beside the point. What I want to look at is the way they fell off. So times are changing. You got to think back to the time period it was in. Around 2003, Kmart filed bankruptcy. That's around the time when technology is starting to kind of take off. That's when you start seeing like the cell phones. I remember having a flip phone. Back yeah. then, you know, everybody had the Motorola Razor and all these things like that. And at that time, that's when businesses started kind of understanding what the wave was. Like, they hopped on the online wave early because this is post.com bubble. And after the bubble, that's normally whenever, you know, the, the effects kind of level out and things are what they are. So... With, with the internet finally becoming the thing that it's gonna be and Kmart they kind of just I guess they rolled it off as the idea that it was gonna stop after the bubble yeah but that's not the case that that's not how things work whenever whenever times change it's like uh what's the thing the law of conservation of energy so like energy is constant we, it doesn't go it doesn't anywhere. Stop. It, it doesn't transfers. stop. It just transfers. You can't just create it or destroy it. Yeah. It just transfers. And it was a transfer of energy, and they didn't ride that wave. And that energy transfer or wave is still going on. And it's coming to a head, or what will come to a head in the near future with the development of artificial intelligence. Hmm. I think I think a lot of businesses gonna have to realize we are in a technological uh, revolution. You yeah. know, think about 12 years ago, there was no iPhone. 12 years, 12 or 13 years ago, there was no iPhone. Yeah. You can remember when there was, we were talking on flip phones. We didn't even have Siri. We have none of this crazy stuff. So when you're in a, when you're in a re- revolution, think about even the industrial revolution. People either got left behind or you, you moved with it. There's no in-between. You're not going to stay in between in the middle. You're either going to move with the, the revolution or you're going to get left behind. Yeah. Right. You know, interesting thing. Uh, I'm not sure you ever heard the guy. He used to be the CEO of Google, Microsoft, and uh, I believe Amazon at one point. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Um, he, they're calling him the Oracle of AI. The Oracle of AI? Yeah, that's the name they're calling him. Uh, <laughs> he, uh, well, I can't think of the guy's name at the time, but regardless of the point, the fact, uh, he, <coughs> excuse me, he predicted that in the next 15 to 20 years that 40% of the jobs that we currently have won't be here. And I think that's very plausible being that the rate at which 
things are developing and the way things are changing. Like things are moving in the favor of automation. We see it every day at stores with the self checkouts. We see it with people getting their groceries delivered to them. Like just things that are cutting even even out. even if you think about it, cars are starting to move that way, man. Uh, I'm a big car guy, so like with with cars nowadays, man, you got cars that have the autonomous braking, the lane detector. You got cars that don't have your lane keep assist. Hell, even Teslas, Teslas literally, they can drive themselves. You have some people that they don't even have to pay attention to the road. They can let their Tesla just take it wherever. The Tesla can sense if there's another car coming around. Even with the backup cameras and stuff, man, that's making driving easier and safer for people. Yeah, so, like, whenever I was selling cars... It was predicted that in the next five to six years, we're supposed to have self-driving cars rolling off the shelf. That's wild. Like, think about this in like the grand scheme. Like, do you ever think when you were a kid that you see self-driving cars? Mm-hmm. Honestly, whenever I was a kid, I thought about now we have uh, flying cars. Yeah, I definitely like, thought we were gonna have flying yeah, cars. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. Like, I, I thought we'd have driving cars, but. It's funny yeah. that you think about that, though. Like, people predicted flying cars and everything like that, but they never predicted the internet. And, and the internet and technology go further than that. Yeah. You know, they always think, they're always thinking just flying things, but not necessarily as far as the internet, how developed the internet became. That's very true. One thing I wanted to kind of get with was with the jobs that was going to go away. I know Jalen had touched on the self driving cars. And just like people think about it, just like cars will drive themselves, but that's not really the case. It's gonna be more to it than that. Like we going, like that's a whole industry that's about to get wiped yeah. out. Well, yeah. transportation. Yeah, from the way that they're saying it, it's like the cars are gonna gonna communicate with each other. That all the computers are gonna become more advanced. Like they're gonna be sending signals to each other. So now you're gonna be able to have cars. They can drive faster, and they can be closer to one another. Because so they you all can, interact. Yeah, so you can yeah, get, you can get places faster. You're going to have less wrecks. Yeah. You're going to have less human error and everything like that. It was, it was crazy whenever they were explaining it. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, think about the... So, with that, the, the less wrecks and all that, it makes it a perfect thing for moving cargo, like tra- the transportation industry. Yeah. Because... That's like something that a lot of people are getting into because the transportation industry is blowing up. A lot of people are going out there getting their CDLs, but they're not thinking about the fact that in the next 10 to 15 years, that CDL might not be useful. It's going to be obsolete because you're going to have people. You're not going to need people in those those positions anymore. There's going to be a job probably to run the systems that like, you know, interact with one another, but... I highly, highly doubt that you're still going to have somebody getting behind the wheel of a truck and driving for 10 hours a day. And then my only thing would be the cost of everything. We got to know who can afford it and who can't. That's that's another thing that I think about whenever I think about that. Like some some startup businesses who just mom and pop are like, hey, I want to go out and be an entrepreneur. Like some of those people might not have the funds to buy the self-driving vehicle. When it's first available. But the thing is that it's not going to just be like this exclusive thing. Mm-hmm. 
eventually it's going to become like everything else. And it's going to get the norm. It's going to get watered down. They're going to have people making cheaper models, people making different models. You know, you just energy once again. Once the idea is out there, like it's just not going to go away. Yeah. No, you, you always have the manufacturers that make the cheaper models that make it more affordable models for other people. Once you get once you get the idea out there. Yeah. Like for instance, uh one thing I could use for analogy uh Bitcoin. I don't believe in Bitcoin. I'm not sure about you guys. I'm not really a big Bitcoin guy. But I look at Bitcoin as more than just the currency itself and more than crypto, but to see that it's blockchain and it's a it's a different way of going about things that's eventually is gonna it's gonna become something. Like I'm not gonna say crypto will never work because I think in ten to fifteen years, crypto is gonna be a the 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 norm. Yeah. We're still gonna have paper money, but I think crypto is gonna be something that's more normalized. And I just and I feel like the same thing, like where people ain't think debit cards will become so heavy where they are today. Like the generation before us, the checkbook generation, yeah, they probably was like debit card. No, I'll write my checks. Like there's still people that use checks heavy. Do you know how to write a check? No, not really. <laughs> Kelly, what about you? Yeah, I know how to write it just because my parents made me. They like. That was one of the things they really wanted me to know how to do it before any before I even went to college or anything. Okay, so have you ever written a check for someone? Uh, once for my mom, for my mom once. I'm talking about like you writing for, for myself. Your bank account oh no, no, no! no. I, I've never done that. That's <laughs> <laughs> like so. I don't like, even own a like, so gung ho on that, and they like made us learn it, but for what? <laughs> I had to learn how to write checks too. But what what did it do for us? Like useless. Nothing. <laughs> Help me remember the accounting number and the writing number, what those were. But other than that, it was pretty useless. Yep. I told you that. But it's like with any industry, I mean anything especially in this age, everything's gonna advance. You can't just be at a standstill. You gotta continuously learn. Cause this is the information age, bro. Yeah, man. Learn and develop. Learn and develop. Cause I I, I told Jared about this company once. Like, I, and when people think about like the AI stuff, they think that like when we talk about jobs going away, like these jobs just will be obsolete. Like there's not they're not going to be any jobs because these jobs go away. But new jobs are going to be created. Yeah. And. One thing that we like, I like to stress is that you should take notice of that and position yourself in a way to where you know whenever the job market shifts over, yeah, you'll be prepared. Mm -hmm. You see IT professionals are in demand right now. So maybe it's a good thing for your child to understand how IT works. That way, whenever the time comes, they can actually have a job. Definitely, you got to think about like now. It's kids nowadays. Everybody, what, what five to six year old you don't you know that doesn't know how to work a phone, a touch screen at that, or iPhone. Every every kid now has an iPhone. Or they you know, own a iPad. kid that's one years old can work an iPhone. Exactly. That that's gonna change the game entirely when these kids when those kids grow up. Imagine how technology will advance. They're gonna be, you know. It's actually kind of scary. <laughs> yeah. 
But to go, kind of go back to the point that I skipped over was I was telling Jared about the company. And this is company as an example of like the new types of jobs. They're going to be using like, they're going to be using the the iPhones, like the newer ones with the glass backs. And what it is, is a system for blind people to see. And that's going to be a job. It's going to be an agent assigned to a blind person. And whenever they walk around with their phone and call in, they... There's something about the glass back quality, something like that. It creates like a field of vision for them versus just seeing out of like the regular camera. And they help give them directions to help them out. So like while people are scared of AI, technology is making a quality of life better for someone who's blind. Now you have someone who's with you who can explain what is going on clearly to you. You got people who can direct you when you're lost because they're they're connected to a center and they're helping people out. So it's not so much like a fear thing is what I was trying to get at mainly. Like you shouldn't fear the idea of things changing. It's just that you got to know when to adapt. Otherwise you'll be Kmart and see. <laughs> Dead and gone. You be gone. Out of business. All right, guys. So that's the end of episode one. Thank y'all for listening. We hope uh, we gave y'all some good uh, content. Just leave us a review. Oh, by the way, we're also now available on Anchor, Pocket Cast, and Apple Podcasts. We big time, baby. <laughs> <laughs> we live, baby. Mama, we big time. Apple Podcasts. But yeah, man, we, we appreciate y'all for listening. Keep on listening. Uh, that first week, this first podcast was pretty awesome. We actually gained some international followers. So big ups to everybody out there listening to the Black Wealth Renaissance Podcast. Catch you next time. Thank you. There's nothing better than feeling comfortable in your own shoes. And that doesn't mean flopping down on the couch with bunny slippers. Maybe you're a parent raising a little rock star or a tech nomad working from anywhere and jumping from one thing to the next. Whoever you are, Allbirds wants you to be comfortable in your actual shoes too. Their wool runners, pipers, and loungers are designed for a level of coziness that makes you feel like you can do anything. You might even forget you're wearing them. And their shoes are so stylish, they go perfectly with a wear-whatever-I-want attitude. Allbirds is all about loving Mother Nature, too, because no one wants to leave a bad footprint. Each shoe is carefully crafted from natural materials that tread lightly on our planet. From ZQ-certified merino wool to a bouncy midsole made from sweet foam, the world's first carbon-negative EVA material made from sugarcane. So get comfortable in your shoes. Get to know the wool runners, pipers, and loungers at allbirds.com. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bada ba ba ba. At participating McDonald's.